0: Grassy Posse Packer Nation, welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom Grassy, and today we've got a very special guest. Once again, for the third time, yeah. one would say the third time is uh-huh. the charm, we have the president and CEO of the Green Bay Packers, Mr. Mark Murphy. Mark, appreciate you coming back again. No, it's my <laughs> pleasure. Always a pleasure. I think like, so we've done this now to, to the first one. I remember we had like a 90 minute interview and the thing I always tell people is the story you told me about Washington, like hiding you away in the draft because like that is one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. Not in terms of like wanting to be drafted, but in terms of just like, can't believe that's how things have worked considering things are so yeah. different now. Well, it tells you a lot about George Allen. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, yeah, that was uh, that was an experience, but I appreciate you coming back. Um, So kind of like just to jump into things and and how things are going on here, fans are back. Yeah. Which is a very nice change of pace. Um, Family night, training camp, kind of Mm -hmm. like what is the vibe around Lambeau Field? Just the fact that like people are back finally. Yeah, no,
1: everybody's excited to have fans back. Um, I think, though, with the Delta variant, there's a little, (laughs) we're all kind of like holding our breath. because uh, oh gosh you know it's it's so great to have everybody back but you just worry in some ways this year has been harder and more difficult to manage than last year last year it was well you know we know we weren't going to have fans and we had rules and protocols and we followed them now it's it's really it's kind of up to us to decide correct you know, has, is it safe to have fans in the stands and uh, you do have this real sense of responsibility, but I, I do, uh, you know, I I think things are going well uh, so far. I mean, at training camp, I think uh, you know, we've had good crowds for all the games. Family night, you know, if we don't have a thunderstorm for family night, it's uh, Is it we really won't know family what to do. <laughs> yeah, that's what we said. We should have family uh, family morning <laughs> in the future, maybe to make sure we don't have thunderstorms. but. Yeah, it was disappointing, but you know, I think we still had a good practice. Um Matt was pleased with it and you know, we're going to play some games in
0: weather like that. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. smashing the yeah. elements. <laughs> yeah, I mean it it was crazy cuz like of course, even though I've done it so many times like did the stadium tour, of course, of course cuz why not. Yeah. So did that yesterday and like you saw like peanuts and like popcorn and I'm like what happened here? And then yeah. like I realized like it was family night. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just and it's it's for all sporting events, just like kind of that, that element that was so like missing and absent, right? Yeah. And it was just like it's just a completely different environment. Like you could pipe in as much noise as you want, you know, like you're the Vikings, but um <laughs> like it, it just it, it you can't replicate it. Yeah. So. Well,
1: especially Lambeau Field. It's such a unique atmosphere Correct. And so it's 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 gonna be it's it was great for Family Night and uh you know, we're fortunate enough we have two home preseason yes, we games do. and uh, yeah, no, we're looking forward to it. It'll be, uh, be exciting.
0: It'll Hopefully be we can get the
1: pandemic <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. under control.
0: <laughs> that's, that's that's another conversation <laughs> for a different day. Yeah, in terms of kind of this off-season, so relatively quiet, not a lot going on, just uh, <laughs> yeah. not, not a lot of media coverage. <laughs> just, master, uh, the master of understatement. J- just yeah. a, uh, you know, just rhythm just keeps on going. Um, so obviously an off-season that was... Uh, different. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just going to speak personally. I was really looking forward to the draft this year. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. there's going to be no drama. It's going to be so nice. Yeah. And then Adam Schefter ruined my draft. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he did it. Um, and, and obviously all that stuff happened. And I, I don't even really want to start there. And, and this is something that we've talked about before. So you get named president and CEO in 2007, mm-hmm. 2008, Brett Farber's traded to the Jets. Yeah. Like feed uh, into the something f- happened between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't right. just get traded. No, now. no, no. So like th- that whole saga goes sure. on, right? So for you being new in that position, like, mm-hmm. what is it like to be faced with something that's so monumental, like mm-hmm. right out of the gate?
1: Yeah, you know, it. Uh, I th- I think in in retrospect, it was probably a really positive thing sure. in terms of. Um, especially my working relationship with Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy at the time. It's very similar. I mean, this off season, you know, Brian, Matt, Russ Ball and I, I mean, we have (laughs) met and talked more than (laughs) you can imagine. So I think it's been positive. Um, obviously it's, it's challenging and difficult to go through situations like that, but, uh, you know, I mean, that, that's kind of the irony is, you know, that, um, you know, uh, the, the, we moved on from Favre and, yep. you know, put all our faith and confidence in, in Aaron and, you know, uh, pretty not too, uh, many, much time after that, you know, we won the Super Bowl, and obviously Aaron's gone on to uh, a great career. It worked but, out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I, I've told, uh, told people, uh, yeah, it, uh, you know, it was a difficult time and, uh. We, we had confidence that Aaron could be a good player, but you know, we really didn't yeah, have, there wasn't a lot of proof. Sure. And um, you know, fortunately, <laughs> we've proven to be uh, not only a good player, but uh, a Hall of Fame caliber player.
0: Yeah. And, and the thing that sticks out to me was like that little, that viral clip that went viral years and years ago with Ted Thompson getting like confronted by a fan saying mm-hmm. that Rodgers is going to take us to the Toilet Bowl and mm-hmm. Brett Favre to the Super Bowl how difficult is it to kind of like deal or like, I guess deal with like the perception of the front office when like the media is running rampant, like the, the fans have their own perception. So how difficult it is to kind of like manage a situation like that while also maintaining like the trust of the fan base.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, you raise a good point. It, it is, it's, and uh, you know, and I, uh, our fans are very vocal. Um, and, you know, which one of the things that's great about our fans is, um, you know, that um, they really – they have a, a stronger sense of connection to the team because of the ownership structure. Yeah. And so, you know, we do – I hear from a lot of fans, um, you know, I th- and, you know, it was certainly it was – I think in 2008 – being relatively new to the organization, I didn't sure. really know, you know, <laughs> what to expect or like, what was yep. <laughs> a little more attention than uh, Colgate and Northwestern, um, but you know, having obviously been in the position now, I appreciate it. And uh, you know, we the passion that our fans have it's it's unbelievable. And uh, you know, but it's so it's, and we do. I hear I have heard from a lot of fans. You get it from both positive and negative perspectives yep. and. But I think you you, uh, you have to kind of, you you can't ride the emotions of you know what's going on in the media and um, I think one of the most important things is in terms of the administration is and, and as well as the coaching staff is just open and honest communication. Sure, and, and that's that's been crucial. It was uh, you know very beneficial in two thousand eight, and I think it has been this year.
0: Sure, and because I and. The- Murphy, take five. Like I, I can, I can only imagine the emails. Yeah. You're just like, yep. This, is, this. Is well, Murphy,
1: cool. takes five is okay. public, so anybody. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. So it's just like, here we go. Yeah. We're just gonna get all I, these. Uh, I get a lot. <laughs> There's one, one, one guy that just keeps writing and writing, and he has yet to. Uh, it's supposed to be questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, these are he sir. Uh, yeah, he hasn't
1: written a question yet, but he's let me know his opinion. I'm,
0: yeah. I'm sure he's very <laughs> vocal about that. Yeah, in terms of like, because you mentioned like the media, right? Yeah. So. While this was going on in the off season, there was like relative silence, right from from both camps, like kind of keeping sure. it in house, what have you. Adam Schefter breaks the news, and so it's speculation city, right? Mm-hmm. If yeah, I'm I'm sitting on draft night with twelve thousand people in a chat, basically like we're waiting for Aaron Rodgers to get traded because everyone's saying that he is yeah. right, and. The, the problem is, in terms of when there's silence for both camps, not that that's an issue, it's just the media fills in the gaps, right? Yeah. Media, talking heads, what have you. So
1: Yeah, when, when you're talking about reigning MVP right. in the National Football League, there's a lot of interest in that.
0: You just, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. just, just mm-hmm. a tiny bit. So in terms of being vocal with the fan base or like ha- like trying to control some type of narrative or what have you is yeah. there any influence from like the media cuz we heard everything right from sure you know, want Goody to be fired to like, he's going to the Broncos to he's going to this. And we heard all of this stuff and like, that's what it was. It was just all this noise. Sure. So like, is there an inclination to kind of like get out and be like, Hey, like, here's what's going on. Or is it more of a, we want to keep this insulated in house, you know, to kind of maintain like that relationship?
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a great question. And it is a little bit of a fine line. Yeah. Um You don't want to get into a verbal <laughs> sparring war with your most important player correct um so it you balance it a little bit and, and obviously with something like murphy takes five you know on a monthly basis i connect with the fans and sure. we talked a lot about it if, if i didn't say anything about it it would be yeah you know like you're tone deaf i mean sure <laughs> this is the biggest issue affecting the, the organization Absolutely. and so uh tried to deal with it um but, you know, so I, I think in the column right after it broke, um, you know, talked about that some, this is something we've been working on. Yeah. And um, I do, you know, I do I do think it has, and it's not putting blame on either side, but it, it has divided our fans. I mean, it's the same. It's yes. the same thing with the fire situation. Yeah. There were fans that were loyal to fire. There were fans that were loyal to the organization. And, yep. um, you know, it, it was very similar, but uh that all said it's it was really nice to have him back He's,
0: yeah you know. and and that's and the kind of point that I was driving is like you, it doesn't need to be a division like it doesn't need to be like a pick a side sure. it could just yeah. be like hey like we want everyone to do well like and and, and move on with our yeah. happy days like yeah. and, you know back in camp great wonderful like let's kind of like turn the page and and see what happens sure. yeah. um because like the media the way that they handled it so like I'm sure you heard plenty. So like at one point you're like, you said complicated fella. And I'm hearing mm-hmm. this and I'm like, okay, like, I don't think that's like, I don't think like a, but it, Twitter disagreed. And like, and people like went nuts, right? And basically like screaming and like, how could mm-hmm. they say that the whole nine yards? Just the reaction was so extreme, right? Sure. In terms of every, so like mm-hmm. every little piece of information was taken and amplified like yeah. to sort of the max, right? Mm-hmm. So in terms of, you know, trying to have negotiations and like all this stuff coming out in the media, like, does that have any impact on the actual conversations that are going on? Or is it kind of like, Hey, like, let's block out all the noise. No, you try to
1: block it all out. I mean, and
0: you know, it was,
1: it was all speculation in the media. Nobody knew anything. Correct. (laughs) But yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, we were tried to be as careful as possible to sure. not have anything leak out. But of course, things were oh. people. A lot of, well, there's a lot of speculation. I'll yes. just say that. No,
0: I I, mm-hmm. I don't doubt that. And again, the line yeah. that kind of has been repeated is like committed to Aaron 2021 and beyond. Right. In yeah. terms of like not even getting into specifics or like logistics, obviously before things changed with contract, had three more years. Right. Mm-hmm is there a way to display that commitment besides like financials in terms of like, you know, obviously you have a contract. Is there a way that like Mm -hmm. from an organization standpoint that you can kind of like display that like, you know, you utilized? Yeah.
1: Well, obviously the the contract is the the main way, but uh, I mean, there's other issues that are important to Aaron and, um, you know, and showing him that he'll be more involved in decisions that affect, um, you know, team uh, I think will be helpful but
0: yeah, I mean there's
1: it's hard to put things like that in writing
0: yeah of course it, it, yeah. exactly like it's like handshake yeah. deals and you know like sure. it's conversations a hundred percent um and some of the stuff that like started to come out kind of like moving away from the off season. Um, like James Jones said something like, while all of this was going on and both camps were relatively quiet, sure. this was something that was said in a press conference in regards to like players leaving, right? Mm-hmm. And like how that is is handled. And I had, like mm-hmm. a couple of questions in regards to that. So for players, like super emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Anytime it's like, the end of a tenure with a team or an end of a career or what have you, right? Always gonna be an emotional thing. You know, income is going away, you know, you have roots within your organization, et cetera, et cetera. So how do you balance the business side of like being the the gatekeepers of the organization, right? While also managing people and all the emotions that come along with it.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's, it. it, you're right. It's, uh, it is difficult. you know, the average career in the NFL is three years. Um, you know, my experience, you know, in terms of as a player and how my career ended, it was it was really ugly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, but um, so I've, based on what, I, I've always tried to treat all our players fairly, um, and you have to make difficult decisions. Usually for most players, there's injury involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, and, and so, you know, you want to you want them to feel as though they're treated fairly. Um, and, you know, the other thing, obviously, with the salary cap system we have, you know, it's often their financial decisions. You know, you, yeah. you'd love to keep everybody, but you've got a way – a lot of different things that you take into consideration. And sure. You know, both – I have great respect for Ted Thompson and uh, – you know both Brian and I think feel the same way is you know it's it's a it's a tough business and you have to make difficult decisions but you still can make them in a way where the the players feel at least they've been
0: treated fairly and respected yeah. yeah and yeah. and that's like that's I mean, kind what of, Ted
1: always said and I, and he's we should treat them like they are our own sons
0: yeah, yeah. so in terms yeah. of like you've had um players think that like that things could have been handled Differently. And again, it's subjective, right? So it's gonna sure. vary from player to player. Yeah. So how do you I guess again, like display that level of like respect towards a player while mm. also like telling them like, hey, <laughs> like we're you know, it, no, it's no, I think you just have on. to be honest. Yeah. like, well, we you
1: know, this is why we're making the decision to move on. And yeah uh, Yeah, and you know, the you know, I think the transition is harder the longer you're in one the longer you play and especially if you're just in one one organization um i know like you know james jones came back and <laughs> randall cobb's back now and i think having kind of been through the league and been to other teams you have a little different perspective sure we, we're very unique i think because of our ownership structure Agreed. the form the fan support that we have and uh you know, obviously, we don't have a rich, deep-pocketed owner, um, and you know, and I think, for, you know, by and large, I think that's that's more of a positive for us, the ownership structure that we have. Uh, but you know, there's some obviously some great organizations out there, but yeah. uh, it's, it is about the people, uh, you know,
0: not organizational structure. Very much so. Yeah. In terms of when it's time to evaluate a player mm-hmm. and potentially move on. And I'm um, salary cap, you know, contracts, financials, I'm gonna kind of put that to the side because that's yeah. pretty self-explanatory, right? Yeah. You know, especially with what happened with COVID and you know, how sure. yeah. structured things are and not yeah. a lot of wiggle room. Um, how do you go about as an organization determining like when it's time to move on from a player or coach? Because we've had scenarios where whether it was a coach and like the statistics like the stats like started declining a bit and then a decision was made or there's a player and you mentioned like injury you know what is kind of considered when moving on from anyone within the organization
1: yeah well obviously it's very different between coaches and um uh, and players i think from a player perspective you know i mean a lot of it is uh injury history uh age sure um salary is is yeah. oftentimes can you know it's kind of a um uh, you know if as your salary gets higher um you know it, you know and, yeah. and and sometimes it's do we want to uh extend them or um you know and if if they have a if they have an opportunity to go on somewhere you can look at it and it's probably not worth trying to match it yeah um so I think with a lot of players uh it's it does come down to kind of, you know, their age and, you know, what, you know what, yeah. what's the chance of them being able to continue to stay healthy. Yeah. yeah. That's the, it's really difficult, uh, you know, to predict those things. I mean, you've had players. It's gamble. That, yeah. They're, they, they are injured all the time the first couple of years and you think that's a pattern and, you know, then, then they go on to sure. have great careers after that. So, no, it's, uh, it's kind of like the, the draft is a. It's yeah. a guess. You do the best. Yeah, exactly, You just like throwing
0: darts at the board and be like, I, yeah. hope, I hope this does well. Yeah. Yeah, you
1: know, and so you have to have trust in your process, and of um, you know, and our the medical opinions are very important, and, and and you know, it's not just injuries; it's the aging process. You know, you know, I know there's a movie out now about the where you're aging really quickly, but oh. the NFL is kind of like that. That yeah. you know, you you age. Just your body the wear and tear on your body and uh you know, and I know our, our scouts and Brian, there's certain, there's things that you look you look at and then you mm-hmm. can see um, you know, just the players aren't moving at the same way they did earlier okay. in their careers. It's and uh but you know, there's players like you know, some that are just freaks that you know that it's like we're never just heard keep playing forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Charles Woodson, I mean eighteen years as a defensive back. It's <laughs> Unbelievable. Now Hall of Famer. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think, and just to focus on players before we move to coaches. In terms of those, like I guess those intangibles, like the to like. There's been a lot of talk about like high character players, right? right? Is that? I don't even say is that even considered, but is that something that like kind of crosses the mind of like how they are in the locker room? Oh yeah, you look but, at everything. I mean, sure.
1: you know, character. I, I view it more as leadership. You know, are they? Somebody that's uh, going to help lift the team. Sure. Um, yeah, it's there's a lot of different things you take into consideration. And a lot of times it's, like you said, with, whether it's a draft or scouting, it's yeah. kind of a feel. And if you have, the longer you've been at it, you've got a lot of experience. and
0: uh, Yeah, you know. more often than not, you hit and then, yeah. you know, you're not. In in terms of coaches, so, like, you said that, like, that's a very different process, right? Because you don't have to worry about injury, (laughs) Hopefully not. Exactly, right? Um, So, like, what is that process like when potentially moving on from a coach, whether it's a head coach or whether, you know, it's anyone really on the staff?
1: Yeah, well, the staff, obviously, that's the head coach's responsibility. You know, the head coach, obviously, um, you know, I think you look at, I mean, you know, kind of success you're having on the field, but... you know, how are the players responding to them? Um, you know, I was fortunate enough, you know, had about a 16-year career as an athletic director, so I was worked with coaches of all different sports, male and female. And, um, yeah, I think you just get a sense of when, you know, maybe the message is getting old sure. and, uh, you know, and you know, how the players are responding. Uh, a lot of it with coaches is, um, you know, Well, first of all, the successful coaches all are great communicators, and if if that kind of breaks down, and you don't see the open and honest communication with the team, and uh, yeah, so you know it's uh, yeah it's 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 a challenge because you know I think you know you see a lot of situations in the NFL where you know every two years you're you're hiring a new head coach and. a lot of it is it's not all the coach it's also what kind of support is provided and Absolutely. what kind of relationship do you have with the general manager and other people in the organization sure.
0: yeah and because like it for coaches you know, you can see, like, we've had, thankfully, like, you know, a run of, of coaches that have had long tenures in Green Bay, sure. right? Yeah. And, they, and they've been very successful, you know, whether you look at McCarthy or whether you look at Matt, who's lost only six, you know, regular season games in, in his two years. And I think that for fans, like, some look at that, and whether it's defensive coordinators or whether it's just other members on the staff, they're like, oh, like, maybe things are slipping. Like, they should have been potentially, like, l- relieved years earlier and we don't know the inner workings of things and relating that to players like it seems like there's this mentality of like it's better to move on like that year too early rather than that year too late kind of thing can you speak to like that mantra if like that holds any weight like because you don't want to be stuck with like a contract and like it kind of backfires and so if they go on to be successful like good for them i'm very happy for them but like we don't want to be like caught you know the bill yeah, you
1: know the. I mean, there are some old sayings in the NFL, sure. and you mentioned one. You know, better better to move on a year too early yeah. than too late. Another another issue, and this is not so much quarterbacks as other um, is be careful on third contracts. Um, you know, especially uh, you know, I, I've I've heard the the only time a third contract makes sense is for Hall of Famers, is you know just salad, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah, and, and but so much of it is, and it's really been challenging this past year or so with a salary cap for the first time and you know, <laughs> and forever going, going down the other way. Yeah, yeah. So you you're really making, really having to make really difficult decisions uh, you know, from a financial standpoint.
0: Of course, yeah, yeah. because like the the Packers have been a very successful organization, yeah. right? And that is due to in like major part for the players, staff, front office, right? The way that they do things. And in terms of like as time goes on and situations arise, whatever the situation may sure. be, right? Exceptions, you know, things that you didn't see coming, yeah. is there an inclination to kind of stick with the traditional way that the Packers have always done things? or is it handled like by like a case by case basis and it's like a willingness to almost adapt to like, Oh, like this is something that we didn't look at before.
1: Um, yeah, that, that's, it's a really good question. I, I, I think that we really do try to look at each situation as it's a new, it's brand new, but sure. obviously you, you have a history and uh, we have been successful. Um, but, you know, I think we're also constantly evolving and things are Things change, yeah. Uh, well, particularly you know during the pandemic and uh, you know, with the salary cap going down, I think you know you, you have to adjust. You yeah. can't just be business as usual.
0: Yeah, and you look at you, know, you mentioned like Randall Cobb coming back. Um, I I am very much a believer on focus on this season, right? Mm-hmm. Because like who knows what's happening tomorrow, kind of thing. Well, at, no. y- well, <laughs> yeah. we know, but like yeah. in terms of you look at um, next year. Right, it's like 50 million already like over the cap, which is a very different mm-hmm. way than things are used to. And you mentioned, of course, a big part in that is because of the salary cap not going up and, and all of these things. Sure. Um, I know you and I have had conversations in mm-hmm. regards to, especially with Ted, in terms of there's so many people that are just like, just go all in, right? Like go to yeah. free agency, like go and bring in all these guys. And and sometimes it works like the Broncos and sometimes it doesn't work. And you know, it, you don't win a title. Yeah. What is your kind of feeling about this season, considering, like, in, as a Packers fan, this is probably the most, like, all-in mm-hmm. in terms of how fans would define sure. it that we've yeah. been in a long, long time?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, although we've got, a, we've got a lot of really good young players, too, we so there is a mix. Um, yeah, ideally, I mean, you want to field a team every year where you can legitimately compete for a uh, Super Bowl while also building for the future. And, you know, I, I know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, you look back and, you know, Ted drafting Aaron uh, was when we had Brett Favre yep. was probably <laughs> his very best draft pick. Yeah. And I'm, I know at the time there was some criticism of it. and
0: <laughs> just, just, just a few, but.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's the balance. Um, but yeah, I mean the reality in our league now, especially if you don't have an elite franchise quarterback, you you can't really compete for a championship. It's so a little bit more difficult. We've yeah, you know, we've got we have that fortunately. And yeah. Yeah. I so. Uh, I know you hate to talk about windows, but you know I, I do think window is definitely open for us.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. And and mm. in terms of. Like I think that everybody's happy to just focus on like this season, right? We can sure. talk about future, we can talk about beyond, but like yeah. at this point it's like we have football, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> here, like let's just play football. And yeah, let, enjoy let's, what we have. Exactly, <laughs> right? And just like yeah. kind of be like grateful for that. Um, one of the things that we talked about really early on, and this was back in 2016, like mm-hmm. when we had conversations, Titletown was still being built. Like this is mm-hmm. all new, expansive, what have you. And one of the big things that you have mentioned to me time and time again is the importance of trying to host the draft. Sure. Right? For you, like, what would that mean to, like, the city of Green Bay? Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. there's a ton of revenue and and things like that. But, like, is there something more than just, like, we're hosting the draft?
1: Well, I think, well, first of all, it would be a great source of pride for the entire community. Um, You know, if the draft does come here. The main reason will be because of the history and tradition of Lambeau Field and Green Bay. Um, I think our ownership structure is so unique. um, And I think it really highlights the very best things about the NFL. Um, So, yeah, we'll find out. We should find out in October um, whether or not we'll be hosting. It would be for 2024. If we don't get it. We'll continue to, yeah, we'll, uh, hotels, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but we'll, we'll, yeah. I mean, so it's not just, I mean, we we're going to put in for 25, 20, you know, yeah. uh, well, we wouldn't do in 26 because we're hosting the, uh, we'll yes. be hosting the Notre Dame, uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin game.
0: game. Yeah. Unfortunately canceled <laughs> last year. Yeah, that, that was.
1: Yeah, I know. But no, it, it, uh, yeah. But from an economic perspective, um, it's a huge uh, boon to the, to the local economy and, uh, yeah, it's it's the second biggest event now that the league has behind uh, the Super Bowl. 100%. Yeah. 100%. In mm-hmm.
0: terms of building up Town, you know, you, you're going through your tenure here, which we've, we've covered extensively in, in other conversations. Yeah. So the Packers, and I think, like, this was not well known for, like, a lot of the fan base. Like, they have a mandatory, like, retirement age of 70. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, four more years, Mm -hmm. right? So I was on the stadium tour yesterday Mm -hmm. and a lot of the conversation was about Bob Harlan Mm -hmm. and all the things that Bob Harlan did, right? And like that was his legacy. Mm -hmm. In terms of what you've done in Green Bay and what you hope to accomplish in like these next four years, what would you want your legacy to be like as being the president of the Packers?
1: Well, first and foremost would be winning championships. So I'd like to get a few more. That would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I mean, winning championships. Um, you know, I think realistically, Titletown will probably be part of my legacy. I, mean, yeah. I think that's been a really nice addition uh, in, uh, for the community. Um, you know, in Lambeau Field, we've continued to invest in it. Um, and, you know, obviously not... Nothing as major as the renovation that uh, you know, Bob oversaw in two thousand three, but you know, adding the south end zone and some of the amenities, uh, you know, Johnsonville Tailgate Village. I think uh, we've really, with the addition of Tidal Town, uh, we've really made Green Bay more of a destination. And so I, I think that's we've had a great relationship with the city. Um, and the mayor Ashwabanon wabanon has been tremendous to work with and the chamber. And, um, you know, it's, it's been really positive.
0: Yeah. Is there anything that like you would want it to be right? So like we, we mentioned all these accolades and like these accomplishments and I agree the title town's a big one, like, you know, and, and all these, horse sure. like, course, championships, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, in terms of, like how you would want to be written about and described like when I take a stadium tour again and within the next decade, and they're talking about Mark Murphy, like what no. do you hope that people say about that, or you're just like, listen to say whatever <laughs> uh
1: I really can't, I don't think about that, I mean it's you know I've got my hands full just <laughs> just, a bit, just a little bit, but yeah, no, I mean you know, um uh, it's hard to believe it this is my fourteenth year, and uh but yeah i i am gonna I'll leave that to others to figure out you know what my legacy will be
0: yeah no fair enough no. Well, mark, it has been an absolute pleasure oh I, I well, thank you, you. I oh. appreciate you coming on again uh yeah. got a lot going on around Lambo Like I yeah. said it is most definitely a destination um but I appreciate you and best of luck with the season
1: all right, well, thank you, Tom it's uh, always a pleasure
0: yeah. and as always, go Pat, go. <laughs>